Welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading, uh, and now we shift to uh, the prophet Jeremiah. I know it's a little bit backwards here because Jeremiah wrote Lamentations, which comes, Jeremiah comes before Lamentations in the Old Testament, but I wanted to get you a little bit of a sense as we started uh, Lent on, on why we do focus, why we do a lot of self-reflecting, and it's okay. Uh, being sad and looking at our world and seeing the sadness that's there um, is really key to, to who we are as Christians, lest we have these rose-colored glasses on and think that everything is just fine when it's not just fine. Um, Jesus even said, you know, blessed are those who mourn. Uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what is right. Um, and, and I don't like being hungry, uh, but it's okay for us to be hungry if it points us in the right direction and points us towards the one who truly is the bread of life who can fill that hunger. I'm going to try to fill that, that human nature. I'm going to try to fill that hunger with other things that are only going to fill me for a, a small amount of time, um, but, but they're going to leave me hanging in the end. Um, I want to be filled. I want you to be filled with Jesus, the bread of life, who truly takes care of hunger for eternity. So let's go back to Jeremiah now, since we're still on this journey of, of, of Lent, we're walking to the cross, and we're trying to understand again, why do we need the cross? The cross was not a pleasant thing. It was a very, very hard thing. Uh, what Adam and Eve brought into the world and what you and I bring into the world because of our sin um, is the cause for, for what you watch in, in the morning news when you hear about uh, stabbings and shootings and things like that in our world and war that's going on in our world. Um, the only way to fix that is for us to come back to God. It means repenting, which isn't an easy thing for ourselves either. And we don't, we don't like to have to do that, but we need to do that. We need to be honest about that. Otherwise, we, we've got blinders on and we're not seeing the truth of what's going on. So I thought, let's get into Jeremiah a little bit and you get to to know a little bit the author of Lamentations as well as um, to help focus our eyes where it needs to be on this Latin journey. So you're in Jeremiah chapter one on this on this Tuesday morning. So Jeremiah lays out the historical situation in which he finds himself. And I love this because it says, again, this just grounds it in history. This is not a fictitious character. This is a prophet. And he was during the time of three of the kings of Judah. And in fact, when you look back in the historical part of scripture, uh, in it would probably be in, in Second Kings, um, you will find these three kings of Judah that uh, that Jeremiah mentions, um, and and they're the last three. So Jeremiah is during, and what's going to happen after them? Well, they're going to be taken into captivity. They're going to become prisoners of war. Um, why weren't why weren't they conquering people as they were when they first came into the Promised Land? Well, because they weren't faithful to God, and we're going to read about that. And God finally allows them. They said they they found their they they looked for their hope and and they put their hope in things other than God. They made idols themselves um, and, and instead of following the true God and God finally allowed them to have what they asked for and gave them what they wanted. So you read about those three kings. It's the king uh, Josiah and and then Zedekiah too um, and uh, and you hear about that. And then he says where where this word comes from and this is this is key uh, in the next few verses. Jeremiah's not writing on his own. This isn't from his own wisdom. He's writing from the word of God um, and and um, Notice how, how God is in charge here. Before Jeremiah was even born, God knew about Jeremiah. Remember, God's not bound by time. Um, there's no such thing as really for foreknowledge for God because it's all knowledge. He knows and sees it all, which is a real comfort to us. God knew about me before I was ever born. He knew about you before you were ever born. When God makes a promise all the way back in Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve fall into sin, that he's going to send someone to crush the head of Satan. Uh, but that one that comes, which we know is Jesus, is going to have his... his 
is healed, Bruce. God knew all about that. He He's not bound by time. He knew about you too. He knew about your sins, and he knew that that uh, there needed to be a price paid for that in, other, in order for you and me to be forgiven and have the hope of heaven, and God already planned for it there. Um, uh, way ahead of time. So he says of Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, which tells you something about where life begins too. Um, wink, wink, uh, uh, read Psalm 139 again, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and then I consecrated you. In other words, I made you holy. I, I set you aside for a holy calling, which by the way, applies to every single one of us. We all are, have a unique calling from God. And then I appointed you as a prophet. So prophet being spokesman for God, someone who speaks for God, Somebody who doesn't speak his own thing um, and, and of his own ideas, it's not his own bully pulpit, um, but someone who's willing to say, thus saith the Lord. This is what God says, which ought to be coming out of my mouth too right now, as well as from the pulpit too. That's what we're called to do. Um, and then he says, uh, and Jeremiah, of course, brings up some kind of excuse. He's, he's like Moses too. If you remember back when Moses, when God first calls him, Jeremiah says, I'm too young. And God says, don't say you're too young. Um, you are, you've been set aside by me, so that doesn't make any difference. In the world's standards, it does. Get that little kid out of here kind of thing. Um, but not in God's standards. God's going to use whoever he wants. Um, and age has no bearing on that. He used Abraham when he was 100 years old and beyond. Um, and he's going to use Jeremiah here as, as a young prophet. Um, and then God says in verse 9, he says, I put my hand on you. So this wonderful picture of the touch of God. Um, a God in, remember, God in his hand, his powerful hands, his hands out to give. And then he touches his mouth. Why his mouth? Because he's going to be speaking. He needs to touch that tongue. Um, and, and therefore, and give him those words so Jeremiah can know that he's not speaking his own words. That's why you need to be in the word of God. So that you can speak God's word too. Um, and it's not your opinions, not your thoughts, but it needs to be shaped by and driven by the word of God. It can't be if you don't know the word of God. Um, and, and you started out learning the word of God when you were very young. You learned John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Uh, but we need to keep building on that as, as adults as we grow in that word. And again, the reason why you're in that word today. God bless you. Um, in verse 11, then he tells him a little bit more what this message is going to be like. He says, Jeremiah, what do you see? And he says, an almond branch. So an almond branch was a symbol of springtime when it would bloom. So it's a, it's a, it's a vision of hope. I mean, as I look out today, wintertime and all that, it's hopeful because we're one day closer to spring. So God has a message of hope for us. But there's going to be the winter to go through. There's going to be hard times to go through too. And that's the point in verse 13 about the boiling pot. There's danger destruction ahead of us. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised when we look at our world when we see what a tough a tough place it is to be a Christian. Um, there's there's enemies that come. The enemies that literally came uh, to Jerusalem at this time in Judah was the enemies from the north. The Assyrians and the Babylonians were going to come down and they were going to destroy and that was going to happen. So you and I live in a world that's been, that's been destroyed by sin. So there is death. There is pain. There is suffering. There is animosity, anger, uh, hostility between human beings. God told us that. Why does that happen? Verse 16 explains. He said, God says, they have made offerings to other gods and worship the works of their own hands. Instead of, instead of bowing down and proclaiming God, the true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as the true God whom we worship, which is the right thing to do, um, we've, made, we've made gods of our own. Uh, we, we followed other things. We put our hope in money or something else um, or in what we do and not, not our hope in God. And so God eventually is going to let that happen. 
um, the result of that, and that is our downfall. Um, but here's the hope that we have. God says to Jeremiah, I make you this day a fortified city. That's verse 18. So God makes us strong. He gives us the power to be strong. He gives us the strength to be strong by his word, um, by the fellowship that we have together. The fact we can come to him in prayer, our baptism, the Lord's Supper, all of that is what makes us strong. Uh, as it did for uh, for Jeremiah too. And he says, verse 19, they will fight against you. So we should expect that from our world, uh, but they will not prevail. That wonderful gospel, but wonderful gospel, but we're going to have fighting, but they, the, those who fight against us, the enemy of the word of God, the enemy of Jesus Christ and of God will not prevail. Why? For I am with you. Hear Jesus say, Lo, I am with you always to the very end of the age, declares the Lord, to deliver you, save you, preserved you, keep you, even through death. Paul says in, in Romans 8, uh, I'm sure there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, and you got that too. You need to be in the Word. That's where you find our strength and our hope. Um, we repent every day, uh, admit that sin, uh, but we come to the Word of God to find the hope that only comes from there. So God bless you as you continue to read. We're going to do a bunch in, or some in, in Jeremiah here where I can read the whole book, um, but, but portions of it. And it's going to be a great read for us during this time of Lent. God bless you.